0: Hold the Maneuver Podcast, I'm Mark. And I'm Mike. We're two hardworking dads trying to immerse ourselves into Star Wars and fit it into our very busy lives. If this is your first time listening
1: and or watching, in the sometime short-form Star Wars podcast, we'll share our thoughts on different topics from a galaxy far, far away. So join us as we pur to execute the Hold the
0: Maneuver. All right, you go. gotta you gotta go to Arizona, don't you? Yeah. Hey, he'll be back. Don't worry.
1: Hello, welcome back to another episode of the Hold and Maneuver podcast. This is episode LVI, uh, uh, episode 56. Uh, so this week, uh, we're going to talk about part seven of Ahsoka, which is, what was it, Dreams and Madness, I believe. Yeah, Dreams and Madness. Uh, so this week, we have with us uh, returning Stanford Clark. Hello. And then first-time guest, Jermaine Lucier.
2: What's up, everybody? How are we Hello. doing?
1: Yeah. And then, as always, Mike is here, there, and everywhere.
0: Here I'm, there I'm, everywhere.
1: <laughs> not, but hey? your name's not. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, to open up this episode, just kind of get everybody's initial thoughts on what they thought, Believe. of this, <laughs> nice. of of this episode of Ahsoka. So we'll start with you, then go to Stanford, then Mike, and then I'll wrap it up. Do, did we miss something? Did we forget a step? Oh, wait, no. Hold on. Uh, <laughs> guys, uh, did you know, uh, what is uh, Senator Zono's favorite band?
0: Probably Creed.
3: <laughs> Hello,
1: my friend. No.
3: Uh, it's Tool. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <Yes. laughs> yeah. Named after. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, there you go. Uh yeah, so now what was everyone's initial thoughts, Jermaine? That's Anford Mike, then me. Uh
2: sure. Um, so I'm getting a little feedback, but there's now it's gone. Perfect. Um I I thought it was a really great episode. I think it's really picked up uh once uh Ahsoka uh kind of got away in the first couple episodes and locked up with Sabine and since then it's kind of been an uptick and I thought this episode was a great kind of uh, table setter for the end of the season it kind of moved all the pieces into place you know we finally got our reunions we finally got our you know get to see Thrawn do his magic we finally got to see Shin and uh, uh, Balin's story kind of move together and so I thought it was really enjoyable I just uh, my main thing was at the end of it I was like Really, only one more episode? Like, I, I, can, I kind of see where this this particular piece of the story will end, but I think it's just starting to get rolling, and I'm like, ah, oh, I don't want it to end so soon, even though it is will end in one more episode. So definitely enjoyed it. Had so many cool little Easter eggs and uh, and moments, but at the end, I was left a little disappointed, knowing this is nearly the end.
3: And then, how about you, Stanford? It was. Overall, really great. Thought the fight scenes were great. Special effects were really cool. I think particularly through that debris field. Um, thought everything looked really, really good. Uh, happy that that Ahsoka has been reunited. I got to tell you, I uh, I'm I'm a little underwhelmed about how how is Sabine and, um, Ezra. Ezra are are. Acting together just seems so where they're just like I'll chill. I mean, I don't know. I think I might be a little more excited or freaked out to be reunited with someone that I've been you know wanting to be reunited with for a really long time. But I guess maybe that's just Sabine just trying to be cool. But uh, <laughs> that kind of bugs me. It bugged me last episode, it bugged me again this one. But that's so that's so nitpicky. It's yeah, really she, it's it's been very entertaining. I've liked it a lot. She still hasn't really dropped the that bomb to it's like, yeah, oh, I'm by sure. the way, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, maybe that's part of it why she's just being so chill. <laughs> anyway, so how you. about how about you, Mike?
0: I I, I enjoyed it. I kind of wish this momentum was there from episode one that they've had. Because um, the first few episodes of the series were just like, okay, what's going on? Like, let's get moving, and then they really picked up. The past few. I'm I it really feels more like Star Wars than we have in any other series. Very Star Wars esque. Like what Filoni has done with the series and how it's been written and where it is now. Feels like we're back in Star Wars, like true Star Wars, I guess, is the way to think about it. Um I'm with Stanford and I said it last week. Like, where's like she hadn't seen him in a decade. She was so gung ho to find Ezra and now it's just like now what? <laughs> it's just like <laughs>
3: yeah. At least Ahsoka gave him a big hug, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's
0: we'll see how that plays out, I guess. Yeah, uh, a lot. There was a, a lot of good moments in this that I liked, like the lightsaber, like you take it. No, it's yours. You take it. I was enjoyed that part. It was good yeah. to see, like having not watched Rebels, like seeing Thrawn's tactical side, like seeing why he is wh- the, where he is. And why he's so feared coming out to light for me was good. Like I enjoyed that. Um, Yeah, I'll I'll leave it at that. We'll get going. We'll cut to you now.
1: Yeah. So yeah, I kind of, kind of returned the sentiment of like everybody's kind of thoughts there too. With, uh, I I thought the like the action was kind of paced really well in this episode. I'll talk about that a little bit later. But I I thought some of the like the the big like key scenes in here had like good momentum to them, and it helped. Overall, I thought this episode also moved a lot of the story forward, um, like a lot more than maybe some of the other very episodes. Much. Have but, like this one like really pushed everything mm, to like much. where it was going to be, at in the finale. And then like what Jermaine was saying it's so like, oh, but there's only one more episode, so what yeah. are you gonna what are you gonna do? in that last episode, other than I'm assuming there's going to be some kind of big thing that. It leaves off on whether they either do another season of this, because this is only like listed as a mini-series. So I mean they could always do a season two, I guess. But whether it goes into the 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 film that Floney's gonna be doing, that's supposed to be like a culmination of like this whole like Mando era that's supposed to be like
0: my question is Mandalorian, Book of Boba Fett, and now this is it all one big thing, not supposed to be like separate projects as is it all well, the same story? Like, no, I it guess, is. Yeah, it is all the same story. Yeah, I shouldn't say is it. It's just like the way it's coming together. It's like it's all been one series. It's well, one it's funny.
2: I, uh, I, um, This is going to sound like a name drop, and it is at the same time. Before season three of Mando, I would talk to Filoni and Favreau, and I hadn't seen any of season three at that point. So I was like, fine, I'll talk about the stuff I couldn't talk about last year, which was Luke and all this stuff. And I asked him about, you know, why were these episodes of the Book of Boba Fett all about the Mandalorian. I was like, hey, we have freaking Boba Fett. How come we don't have? How we, we have? We have the cooler. Yes. How how come we're doing all these episodes about the cooler version of Boba Fett, the Mandalorian? And they basically said, and, and it made sense in one way then, in a different way now. Well, I, we see this as a ch- as chapters of a book, and so you know, he's like, if you're reading a book, you with your main characters, and then you, the next chapter would be. The side characters, he's like, and that's how we sort of saw it. Now, I thought at the time he meant the Book of Boba Fett, but now I think he might mean this Felony verse of, you know, uh, of of everybody. So, I mean, I don't think we're going to get Mando and Grogu next week, but I do think that they see this all, you know, as one thing. We'll talk about it, but they obviously mention the finale of season three um, of The Mandalorian in this episode. Just to remind you, give you a little hit, they mentioned Zeb in this episode, Rebels yeah. character only seen a Mandalorian so that he keeps, they keep just seeding. in. I think though, I think Ahsoka is kind of in Thrawn specifically are kind of the linchpins. And so, um, yeah, so I, I, that's, uh, that's why this one is kind of being its own thing, but I think maybe in the second season of, uh, Ahsoka, or maybe the fourth season of Mando, we'll see a little bit more pollination because I, from what I've heard, this movie, this heir to the empire esque Filoni movie, if, and when it happens would be after, Another season of Ahsoka and the new season of Mandalorian. So we're looking at years ahead. We're looking at a story that takes place after a bunch more story to come.
1: Yeah, you like bring that up too, uh, and kind of get to it because it, it was just going to be a thing that I was going to say like offhandedly in it, but like because the, the episode like opens up in Coruscant, uh, and there's that mention there. Well. Sabine or not, not Sabine G as well. Hera yeah. is having her basically her core appearance there with like Mon Mothma and uh Senator bag Cody? T- yeah, toolbag. <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah, like we're the are Carson Teva who's essentially like the like the Nick Fury of like the flow since he's he's <laughs> everywhere. Yeah, he's been in like all of yeah. the shows pretty much except for yeah. and or just because he would have been too well. Yeah, he wasn't in that one. Uh, maybe, maybe it'll be in season two. Uh, we don't know. But yeah, like the whole mention there of Carson's comment on a conflict on Laura and Moff Gideon
0: mm-hmm. established
1: that this happened after Mando season three. Not in between uh, her appearance in Mando season two and before we saw her in Book of Boba Fett with Luke. Like I had kind of theorized maybe because I thought that would have been kind of a cool way to... That way we see like her meeting with Luke like the first mm. time, but I guess they could do that in a flashback if they wanted to. But now this sh- sh- like stakes in the sand, exactly where mm. Ahsoka is and what's going on within the the universe at this point. But yeah, this, this whole opening scene, like, I don't know if there's going to be like something else in here too with, with the, the Senator, what's his name again? Senator Zolo. So, yeah uh like his whole like he's like <laughs> i think he's secret I, I, empire
0: personally
2: yeah I and mean, he also I, i'm sure you guys have talked about this, you realize he's kaz's dad right from resistance yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah so i just wanted kaz to pop up and it really makes me hate hate <laughs> kaz and i always i hated kaz at the beginning of that show and then you love kaz by the end of that show and now seeing his dad is such an ass i'm like oh i don't like you anymore kaz so <laughs> i need i need somebody to come in to be kaz again <laughs>
3: Exactly. Yeah,
1: he's he's probably friends with uh, Mon Mothma's either ex husband at this point or Perrin. I mean, yeah, maybe still husband. Yeah, Perrin.
2: Yeah, it's been but, a long time between the two. There, they got they got to be divorced at this point. Yeah, or he's dead. He's, I bet. I bet he
1: dies. Or, he's yeah. gonna die. He's yeah. totally gonna die. <laughs> And maybe maybe Mon Mothma kills him. Who knows? Oh, maybe we'll see. We'll see. Uh, the like the other thing I liked in this scene too, uh, like we eventually get the the three PO cameo in here, which I've seen some memes on this where it says he, he's I'm come here on behalf of the visual effects budget. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I liked. Anthony Daniels coming in here as, as 3PO, basically with relaying a message for Leia. And I, I thought this was like very in character for like what, what Leia would have done too, like what we've seen her do, like in the original trilogy with like how she would help her friends and whatnot. And even mm-hmm. like how the like the little interactions that we saw with Leia and the Rebels uh, within the rebel series. Um, so I, I liked that whole thing there. And <laughs> when Senator D-Bag... Uh, <laughs> it says this mirror droid, and three and like tro- choppers are like, I'm right. ready to throw hands, yeah, choppers, not having it. It's like how Carson's like holding it back, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and then yeah, three feels like mirror droid,
2: but yeah, yeah. But, well, th- think about or just think about think about back to Book of Boba Fett where, um, no, Mandalorian season through two, three. <laughs> where they go to that planet, and there's like the droid bar where they're like they have to be because they treat the droids so badly. Yep. And oh, there's a droid bar and they, yeah, on that planet. So like, yeah, Felonian they, they kind of disrespect the droids. They're kind of more the senator Shono than uh, than, uh, than Carson Tiva with Chopper. I think I think they're on the dark side when it comes to droids.
1: Yeah, uh, I oh, do yeah. think that's interesting. Like from show to show, like how they've kind of been. Uh, I don't know if, like, humanizing is I mean, the, the right word for it, but, like, we're, like, giving more, like, emotional weight to some mm-hmm. droids, and then, like, other droids will just...
0: They definitely have included up. droids in different ways than we have seen.
1: Yeah, like, whether it's, like, B2 Emo and mm-hmm. Andor, or... um forget forget the droid's name, but the one in Kenobi, with, like, they had the huge hammer. Ned that, B? Yeah, Ned B, the one that, like, helped to, like, sacrifice himself in... in that show just like they've had like these kind of like key droids throughout like some Mm. of the shows now that i thought has been interesting how they played some more up with like their emotional weight and like others just as like essentially like a red shirt to borrow Mm. from another fandom for (laughs) the droids uh i just think that's just a a thing to, to keep note of there with with that all uh and then i did Enjoy this this back and forth here too with uh, Mon Mothma and Hera too kind of setting up a little bit more of like the the exact uh threat that Thron is gonna mm-hmm. pose to everybody and i'm I'm glad that like Mon Mothma is like like very much like taking it seriously like if if anyone's going to, you would assume that like she would out of all of the the people there. Um, of the New Republic, she's probably, like, the only one that I feel is, like, doing, like, the job that they should be doing at this point. Because mm. otherwise, that, that New Republic kind of sucks.
2: Well, yeah, I love it how... kind
0: of goes back to... Sorry. Uh... No, go ahead, Mike. In Andor, there's that scene where um, they're going like, the opera, and they have, like, just Coruscant resident who's just, like, completely just going about his life, even though... You can tell everyone like they're the gravity of everything we know was going to happen. They just don't care. Like, does it affect me? Attitude like, no, okay. Like, I'm going to a, I'm going to the opera. Like, leave me alone.
1: Okay. It's
0: or like, even yeah, like that's the... What the attitude they have in this. Me like that one dude like could have is just like we defeated him. It doesn't matter. Like, put it behind us. Yeah, I don't know.
2: Yeah, and I was just gonna add that I, I like the scene because of the dramatic irony of we know we know that Hera is-, is completely worthy here, and that it's even worse than she thinks with the Shadow Council that we saw on Mando, with all these mm, different yeah. Imperial factions that are around getting ready for Thrawn to return. We know it's much worse, so she's right on the money when she tells Hera, you know, like prepare for the worst, hope for the best. Um, mm. Where the senator obviously is not, and you definitely be curious more about like. Leia's uh, information which she has not that we're going to really find that out but something that I was thinking about
0: Okay, kind of made me wish uh, Carrie Fisher was still around because I feel like they wrote this with the intent of having her in this series but
1: although I wonder if th- maybe they'll have her daughter Billy Lord like with the mixture of like what they did with uh, Luke between, I, like,
2: I... Book of Boba Fett. I don't know if I... she would
1: do that but, no, I,
2: I don't think she would. I think they had discussions around Rise of Skywalker about this, and I think, yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't think that'll happen. But and that,
1: that's probably yeah. why they did the the three PO thing. Absolutely, that's kind of which that was cool too. And like and then, I guess I feel bad sometimes for people that don't watch the episodes like right at six PM the day that it comes out, or like the day that it comes out, because I think like a day later they released the three PO like character poster for it. And and yeah, even like
0: I think I like just an
1: go hour, yeah.
0: Walls up until I watch it. If I don't watch it right away,
1: like an hour later after it it dropped, they it was like episode seven of Babel now, and it's like all like these brief clips. But I remember when they did that for Mando, it was usually like a shot of a wall, some grass, like another mm-hmm. like scene. But like for some of this stuff, they're just like straight straight up like showing Thrawn like walking through like I don't know. It's interesting how. They're promoting this sometimes as opposed to like how they've done like the teasery I th-
2: yeah i think it's, it has a lot to do with the time I'm obviously excuse me this is the first one that they've done at an earlier hour here in the united yeah. states so i think they're kind of buying into it because like because i think what was it, the fourth episode when anakin shows up at the end i right. remember looking and luckily I, I try to watch it right then so i don't get spoiled but i think anakin skywalker was trending on x or whatever <laughs> like like immediately and because m- most people have no you know no thought about it they're like just excited and they're like oh and yeah. skywalker they don't not worry about spoilers so yeah uh I, so i think disney's just probably probably embracing it they're like it's out in the middle of the right. night in the middle of the middle it's about prime time we're going to be talking right. about it if you don't watch it stay offline and that's your own fault yeah. if you you know i do think that the official character posters the next like day is a little much but it was like it was like 36 hours say it's thursday it came out wednesday yeah and it's not a huge spoiler it's not like you know anakin in that episode or something like that or ezra in the final in the previous episode
1: yeah that's true and i will say i've I've really appreciated this season of ahsoka dropping at 6 p.m rather than that midnight because of the whole spoiler thing where like if it dropped at midnight, I wasn't gonna be able to stay up until midnight to watch it.
0: What's the six p.m. crab? Well, <laughs> six p- six p.m. West Coast, 9- nine nine p.m. East Coast. Sorry, Mike. I gotta wait till uh, nine.
1: Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I've enjoyed that because, like, a lot of the other times with like Mando or like Andor, i I had like little tiny things spoiled for me that kind of bummed me out that I had spoiled before I got to it, just because of how the algorithm of like how YouTube works that even if i just went on youtube to like find music or something to listen to i would get inundated with bombarded like emails. yeah with like this is what wh- why the ending was for that episode it's like cool awesome <laughs> how do you have time so, to
0: get this out already like yeah. come on
1: so i've enjoyed for ahsoka and then upcoming for loki that the show's dropped at such an early time so that i don't have to worry about seeing all mm. of this stuff before i get to the episode But speaking of the episode, the the next thing that we got to from here was when they cut from uh, Coruscant, Terra, and 3PO, and Mon Mothma, we get to uh, a scene where uh, Ahsoka is training with uh, another one of the training holograms that Anakin filmed for her. We saw one of these in in Rebels. Uh, There was one in that. And then so we see Hedokristen again in the, the Clone Wars era, armor uh, and then we get some some name drops of some characters that possibly I don't know if you may know some of them Mike because I don't did you watch oh, yeah. the did you watch the Jendi Tartakovsky like 2D animated series way back no okay so so we get, clone no Clone wars.
0: wars I've watched no Rebels
1: okay so yeah we got the Assage Ventress name drop so that's finally gotten her name in live action Uh Grievous and Count Dooku and I believe this was the last of like what I we had heard in some of the trailers and T V spots they released where there was like that mm. voiceover from Anakin one of them where he's saying, I believe in you, Ahsoka, you can do this. And I remember when I heard that, it sounded like it was around the like the Tales of the Jedi era because it seemed like it took place around mm. basically that the episode where he was like training her with basically over and over and over again it's getting shot at by the clones, which I thought right. it was basically going to be that same scene, but it seems like it was just this. And I, I did liken this scene too, where he says, practice these often, and then kind of like offhandedly says, or at least more than I do. Uh, <laughs> so, so I liked the, that little bit of humor in there. What, do, what did you guys think of this whole scene with her training there with uh, Anakin hologram? I guess we'll go round robin again, depending on who has anything, so...
2: So. Yeah, sure. I'll, I'll, I'll go. I, I mean, I, I thought it was. I, I enjoyed this scene very much. I I totally forgot that there was a hologram in Rebels. Um, I've only watched those through mostly once, so th- that's cool. But what I did find interesting about it was not only how cool it was to see again even more screen specific Clone Wars Anakin, but was it was very interesting how um the director and obviously Filoni and them made a very specific point of showing the box of holograms and i was like mm. so i thought so i i thought it was the first time but i guess like mark said it means the second time but either then i think there's they put a, a very interesting importance on that maybe she'll come back to a lesson or maybe it's just an excuse to bring hayden christensen back in a second yeah. season in a movie um so they made that when they made that point that to me was very very interesting and i really uh I really dug that. I also tried to pause and see what else was in her little locker there. It looked like extra sabers. I didn't think it was. It was very interesting, but I, I did. I do. I love that kind of stuff.
3: Yeah. I was trying to see what was in the, what was in her locker too. Uh, I I was, what, what a great scene, you know, Hayden Christensen is, I think just hit it out of the park, uh, with this. And, um, anyway, so cool to see him in the armor again. And, and, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I I I just think Rosario Dawson, Dawson is is really good with the lightsaber. I think she I think she's uh, I think she aces it. So it's just fun to see her, even if she's just practicing. Yeah,
0: I enjoyed the scene. It felt clunky how her, her movements. I I don't know, like her, like this whole series when she was like whenever she's like running or like doing the training scene, it just feels strange. Like I don't know if the way they filmed it just felt clunky in her movements.
3: All
0: the happier. It's I like. It was a cool scene to have. Like he has, she has these lesson plan that she can go back to whenever. And I also was looking in the locker and noticed yeah. the samurai mask <laughs> Bean wore, and I thought I saw oh, yeah. those old one, the little blaster ball things from the. Oh yeah, those were in there.
2: Yeah, that's the only thing you remote. actually can see are the uh, the remote droids. Yeah.
0: Well, probably. And I thought it was get- interesting that the hologram were in a wood box. Yeah. I don't know
1: why. I just I'm assuming we'll we'll get all of the stuff as merchandise uh, at at Galaxy's Edge pretty soon. Well, like you can buy you in December. Yeah, like actual yeah. like flash drives you can put into your computer. Looks exactly the same. Yes. Um, <laughs> but I mean, there's going to be a ton of stuff from Ahsoka that they're going to sell there because I mean, they already have Hera and Ahsoka there now too and Chopper. So and Chopper. Yeah, I'm I'm glad I will say as an aside, I'm glad they kind of dropped the very rigid timeline they were trying to keep in at galaxy's edge with mm. some of the characters there so they i'm glad to. that they, there's
0: no way that could have survived like been profitable yeah. if they didn't include new stuff
1: although who knows who maybe maybe ahsoka Hera, and chopper are still alive uh around episode eight and nine
0: so i guess we'll we'll, never i know. guess we'll see yeah well, <laughs> unless they do a deadpool-esque screen thing where he go they travel through time and kill off everything that didn't work
1: yeah although the ghost is present in rise of skywalker near the end of that movie so
0: that's true that's very
2: true
1: yep uh, and i did uh here too i also did enjoy like the back and forth sarcasm of, of ahsoka to ha yang <laughs> <laughs> it's the first yeah. time
2: it's the first time you really get that ahsoka um personality this episode yeah. in large right and, and I feel like that was what was missing in the first half of the season was the propulsive, more narrative, like you said, Michael. But also, um, yeah, like Ahsoka that we know from the cartoons is, uh, is a lot more bubbly, you know, and yeah. she's obviously gone through some shit since then. So, um, so, But it was cool to see after her kind of, you know, lessons with Anakin in The World Between Worlds, that she is her kind death. of Yeah, her death. Yes, exactly. Uh, that she that she uh that she feels a little bit more light on her feet and happy and we'll get there, but at the end of the episode, she literally laughs and smiles. Yeah. And I was like, Oh my god, Ahsoka, you can do that. You're yeah. not just you don't just stand with your hands crossed the entire time. I know. Right. So yeah, I she know. is great in that scene it's and that. her and Hugh Yang going back is, gr- is great, great great,
1: great, Yeah. I, I yeah, I just love to like the whole back and forth of them there and then uh like as they they come out of the the Pergal hyperspace uh, tailgating that they were doing. Uh, they come into like basically this huge friggin like
0: massive minefield. minefield.
1: Yeah, which I assume had to be it's like some kind of auto minefield that they set up and I was like, did they did they have all of that like on the Tremaria? Well, I guess
3: or did they have it in which,
1: the Eye of Scion?
0: Which sequel trilogy when it's in where she goes in the bomber ship and has to like put a detonator or something amongst all those bombs that are like dangling, a la like oh, Last, Last Jedi, Last that? Jedi, yeah, yeah, with Rose, yeah. So to, like, Rose whatever that whatever that just... ship was, was that there? Okay. But or they had it in the Star Destroyer or whatever the hell it's I, called now.
1: I was just worried that in the scene, like it was actually going to take out like a bunch of the Purgle. but know, they seem to be same. like about to, pretty like. Like thick-skinned,
3: resistant to it. Yeah,
2: <laughs> there's not dead pergol there anyway. There's a, too, yeah, way true. too many difficult.
3: And then they got the hell out of there too. You know right? Yeah. Yeah. So that'll Which be was
0: interesting that part because Hu Yang said something or Ahsoka said something. Forgot who says it, and then the pergol disappeared, and the other one looks at him like he had to say something. Like they could hear the thoughts of them.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, and that kind of like leaves it up to how now are they going to get get back they're gonna have to like hitch themselves to like the eye of science somehow or be inside the mirror somehow or or
0: somehow the pergols come back i don't know my question was can- why can't they just travel through hyperspace themselves now that they know the path
2: they don't have the power that it Is needs a power whole... uh, yeah because okay. it, 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 it's my understanding and at least even like visually if you think about the hyperspace that you see in the regular Star Wars movies with those lines, and now it's like mm. this almost rainbow, and I think that's sort of it's like Ludicrous Speed in uh, in space <laughs> balls. It's like it goes to Plaid, I think, because it's so much more, so much faster. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, fair yeah. point. I didn't think of yeah, that. I, that. Yeah.
0: I just thought they didn't know where they were because they didn't have it mapped. Now, but I figured that's 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 the, map map that's the other thing.
2: That's the other thing. Yeah, they, I think they map. I think they know how to get back. They know where they want to go. The issue is now. I don't think they have the uh, the means.
0: Maybe the crab people know how to do some crab people.
2: <laughs> the noti, nice, nice.
1: Uh, so, and then like the next thing we see here too is uh, Mike brought up a little bit earlier was that we then cut to a scene with uh, Thrawn and Morgan Elsbeth, where we kind of like see a lot more of his technical smarts like mm-hmm. within this episode, kind of seeing like how he's using Ahsoka and like what he knows what she'll do. In a way to kind of draw her out and to also be able to to locate Sabine from that same aspect so i I thought that was interesting to show that basically to to show to people that may not already know like more of like his technical awareness and basically for the greater good of whatever he's trying to I guess right the greater good he knows how um, to cut
0: his losses and move maneuver and not worry yeah. about things to like he switches on a dime. He doesn't get hung up.
1: Yeah. I, I, liked, I liked like almost like multiple times with his plans. Morgan else, is like, but he's like, well, actually, and then she's like, but and he's, well, actually this will do this. And I just, I just liked that kind of like layeredness that they were going here. And then like within the scene too, we kind of, uh, as we, we cut to, um, Sabine and, and Ezra, she's essentially giving him like the original trilogy <laughs> recap more or less so like what jermaine said earlier that like, you get the name drop of of zeb there. Of Endor. <laughs> yeah you'd be like yeah. like battle of Endor. like oh the emperor's <laughs> dead that's what people say I, I i thought that was funny i was i was like okay you, you left it so be like somehow he returned yeah it was, <laughs> you know? it was the dead speak it was
2: the dead speak that was that was feloni's little wink to Rise of mm-hmm. skywalker yeah
1: yeah uh And then I liked this too with like where Sabine is. Oh, Ahsoka took me on as an apprentice. He's like, wait, she did. <laughs> I just liked that whole back and forth. What did what did you guys yeah. think of like this whole kind of Sabine giving the recap to to Ezra here?
2: Uh, I enjoyed that a lot. I mean, I always I like when the characters kind of acknowledge things in the mm-hmm. universe that we're especially super familiar with original trilogy being uh paramount there but um like i said it, it was it's fun for ezra because like we haven't seen him for so long and you think about how rebels did jump from him leaving Lothal and then it, she's like after the battle of endor you're like what the heck just happened i remember seeing that for the first time and being like wait what just happened for this entire you know like 20 years or whatever 15 20 years but um i, I did i i'm still and it's obviously by design and we already mentioned it that ezra still hasn't like pressed like wait how did you find me and mm-hmm. it's just like oh it's fine whatever like uh, it is bugging me too stanford where it's like <laughs> it's like come on, it is like I, this is the key piece the key piece of information is not yeah. what has happened there it's you're here in a literal galaxy far far away to find me how'd right. you get here how are we getting out he keeps saying we're going home he assumes they have a plan they have no plan so like that was the thing that bugged me about the scene is that i was just like come on but it's obviously going to be a big moment in the finale when they realize that they're kind of effed
3: yeah yeah, yeah exactly How you, Sam? what did you think Samford? oh i love that too just just like all you've all said yeah it, it was it was a, it was a really good scene yes. uh and then so like from their
1: Two. Next thing we get is Ahsoka and Sabine kind of connect with one another through the Force.
3: So we, this is and like that of part first... I really loved. I loved and that always makes me so happy when you know when that's yeah. when Force stuff starts happening. And this is like really the first time like we really
1: really see Sabine kind of visually using the Force in some kind of way, or like you can see that there's some Ending kind of it. connection to it. Yeah, yeah. So I liked that whole scene there too. It felt very reminiscent. Obviously, kind of in the way that they shot it, of like Empire Strikes Back with like Luke and, and Vader there, like feeling their presence in one another, and then obviously like Ray and Kylo within the, the sequel trilogy, too, to like a, a little
3: bit of an extent there, too.
1: So
0: well, I it thought it
3: reminded me of Luke and Leia, too, at the very oh, end yeah. of, of Empire Strikes yeah. Back, you know, in a way. Oh, was yeah.
0: so interesting because Huang's like, You think you have that good of a connection with her, and like bond is what i thought and i was like oh so that's the only reason why they can only talk to people you have a bond with so that's why and vader you know. couldn't sense leia or something like that i don't know
2: and who yang is has famously said now sabine was the worst jedi uh <laughs> of all time so i, th- I think yes, i think i think that maybe exactly. i think that i think that maybe now he might start to realize that because even shin hati said the same stuff like she's like you you have nothing you have no powers you know her powers are beskar armor you know basically but mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that was, this is kind of the first scene here yeah, where we finally see that, wait, she does have a connection to the Force. She wasn't able to move that cup a couple episodes ago, but she was yeah. able to like feel Ahsoka's presence. So, yeah, really good.
1: Yeah, and I had this, note I was going to save it for later, but it makes sense to talk about it now, is that they've kind of been, like, peppering it in throughout the season with, like, building up, like, this expectation of something with Sabine. Like, whether it's, like, lingering on the shot of the cup or, like, an episode or two ago where she's, like, trying to, like, open the the door there and then, like, they cut and it's, like, still, like, you know, it's, like, the room is vibrating and you think it's her at first, but it's actually something else. So I just... I feel like they're doing that to, like, like ramping up to, like, the certain point where it's going to be the scene in the... probably in the finale, probably near the end of the finale where, like, she has some... Huge thing that she needs to do, and then just has this I don't know, like some kind of big show of like force power near the with somewhere in the finale, probably something that has to do with Ezra or Ahsoka. And that, and that we finally like see like this huge, I don't know, it'll be huge of course, maybe I not even he, huge, or just like something just using, yeah, yeah, like yes. She, maybe she just moves the cup finally, I don't know.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I think you're. you're I mean, I think you're on the money there. But yeah, I don't think she's gonna like freaking raise an X-wing out of a swamp. I think yeah. she's gonna yeah, raise a rock. She's not like raise a Star the Killer. Energy. They
3: move the cop. Yeah, yeah. She, I'm <laughs> not gonna like
0: pull the star, the Star Destroyer out of the, out of the sky.
2: You take it off its Lego sand. Then it's
0: like yeah, right. it <laughs> yeah. I think they're setting it up for Ezra teaches her how to do that, not Ahsoka. Because he's like, I don't need a lightsaber. And he just starts going nuts. Whereas Ahsoka's always lightsaber battling. Well, but Ezra so also far, has. From had, what I've seen.
2: Right. But Ezra hasn't had a lightsaber for 20 years either. So he's kind of learned to adapt with that.
0: Right. He gave yeah. His, yeah. So I think he's going to be the one that teaches her how to truly do something. Yeah. And it's going to be small on like a. Somehow, they're, however, they're getting back, it's going to be on the ship. He'll like teach her something.
1: Yeah. And like with with this scene too,' like where they're having like that kind of whole kind of connection and the back and forth there. this is also where we see like the the night sisters uh essentially using that connection and sensing that at the same time to basically locate them through like their dark magic with with a k magic with a k <laughs> uh, <exact> magic <message. laughs> yeah uh so i thought I thought that's kinda of interesting there too. How they were using that there, and then we cut to uh Balin and Shin. Just being like was, bye. <laughs> yeah. Then like this whole kind of conversation they had there. He's like, all right, well, this is where you'll take your place with with the, the new empire. Uh, he, like leaves her off with uh, like parting words that I thought were interesting as well too, with your your pursuit of victory will guarantee defeat. So what what did, what did everyone's kind of Thoughts or like guesses i mean there's a little bit more that we get here with Balin and ahsoka in a moment too but where like he like after he fights so he's just he's like oh all right bye uh what do we think is happening like with him like what or what do you think is like his ultimate goal what he's trying to do in Pretty? like what is communicating with him i've seen some theories that i know probably all of probably seen as well too of who we think he's communicating with or who he's hearing through the force uh but i'll we'll go around robin again to kind of get mm-hmm. everyone's ideas of what they think is going on with Baylen.
2: Uh well f- first mark the uh, the line is actually impatience okay. for victory will guarantee it's uh, he says it really quick i had to subtitle it you have to when in my you have to watch it with the subtitles in my line of work because there's too many proper nouns right. but um yeah impatience for victory so um He's saying, be patient. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I haven't really even thought about it. I, I didn't, It's like with that. Uh, um, I'm oh, blanking. Merrick. I'm bl- Merrick. Merrick. Yeah, it's like with Merrick. I didn't even think it never occurred to me to be like, who is he? Until you see YouTube and the Internet blowing up about it. Uh, and then I was like, and so I haven't even thought about like who he's communicating with. I, I find that a lot of time of people, um, and I'm saying this on a show that's going to go on YouTube, but I find a lot of people <laughs> who, who do that they just don't understand how to consume art. It's like, so everything has to have an answer and has got to like do that. Yeah. It's like, mm. he, he could just be, you know, it could just be the dark side. It could just be anything. He could have, it could be something different. And I mean, yeah, it could, could it be a Palpatine clone? Could it be Snoke? Sure. I mean, <laughs> absolutely. It could be, um, but I don't think so. I, I honestly have no idea. And that's what I kind of love about his journey. Is I still don't know what is he after? He's, he doesn't want to rule the galaxy right? So yeah. what, what is this, what is this power that he's looking after? I'm very curious and that he doesn't need shin anymore. or doesn't want her there. It is it, very intriguing to me. It, to me, it, their relationship since the first episode has been my favorite thing in the entire show. I love the new characters and, uh, and that scene really spoke to me because it, it gave us so much about them, but it also kind of like put an end to the story in a way yeah. too. So I was like, mm. Oh my God, this stinks. I was like, give me the shin and Balin show. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so i guess we'll see so I, to answer your question i don't have an answer but i think i think the answer is probably less important uh and yeah. probably not what people think so we'll see
3: yeah i think it's gonna be so interesting to 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 find out because same thing it's really been a good mystery uh and i with you jermaine i i i, I want the bail <laughs> show i wish that that would they, they should have their own series but uh uh and i'm also just so bummed about Ray Stevens is deaf. You know, every (laughs) time I see him, it's like, dang, he's so good in this. I'm so sorry. I'm just so glad that we have this, but so sorry that we don't get more. But anyway, I digress. But uh, I wonder if he wants like a third thing. So he doesn't want to be a Sith. He doesn't want to be a Jedi. But maybe there's like some other... Thing he he wants, I don't know. I, I I keep racking my brain. I'm being really excited. I hope we get more info Good. before the end of next the next the next episode.
1: Just some kind of like true
3: balance of somewhere exactly in the middle. Yeah, like, in the middle, the light and the
1: dark. He wants to go
0: to that cabin with uh, Grogu and Din and yeah, just sit feel, there and play the banjo.
3: He wants to be that third political party, you know, or something. <laughs> I don't
1: know. No, he...
3: he's he's independent.
0: I don't know where, where it's going with them. I, I enjoy their story. I don't need to know where it's going. If I had to make a prediction, uh, the more I think about it, all ma- Jedi Masters seem to be like, leave their Padawan unexpectedly. This is the first time they've made the choice. And then like, you're on your own now. You're good. Instead of just being killed. Yeah. So it's just, that just seems the way that That's me, good the, point. we've seen the Jedi story told is the Master just disappears all of a sudden even though they have the trials and all that stuff they're supposed to go through but in the story yeah. we've seen they get killed and they just become ghosts or they're just Yoda and they get sick of Luke's questions and just kill themselves but <laughs> or they betray
2: or they betray their master yeah yeah, I don't mm. think, I, I, it's, I, I'm i sure somebody listening are, will say there's been an instance maybe in, in a book or something. Oh, yeah, uh, most likely in a book or something. But, but, but yeah, like, yeah, of a, of a master and a princess willingly kind of separating. I mean, it's obviously happened because Qui-Gon and mm. Dooku still exist together, and Dooku and Yoda still exist together, and sort of that lineage back from Ahsoka, they're all still around. So, like, they're all... Yeah, it's definitely Do, happened. But, Right, and too, but but Dooku did become a Sith, and but I guess that's it. So I think maybe,
1: huh. yeah, I guess so, it, yeah, even kind of like Ahsoka leaving Anakin.
2: Right, that's true too. too. So, so it really never in, has been as clean. Yeah.
0: Maybe this is the galaxy where all the Force ghosts go, and that's what he hears. All his friends having a party. There you go. And he just wants to uh, go.
1: I will say that He's I've, I've of liked summer. Nice. <laughs> that I've I've liked the very subtle thing this whole season two of. Them not having uh, red sabers, but having orange, so it's not like fully, yeah, you know, like they haven't f- fully bled the crystal. It's just kind of It's got a hint of hint of white in there still. So, uh, but during the scene too, we, we kind of get this this big action scene where it's edited, where it's a cutting beat on per- the prettier look. What were what were they called again?
0: Terrain, the noti, uh,
1: the noti. So the the noti. We were calling them the hermit crab
0: hobbits. Yeah. <laughs> so it came the... true in this one because they started throwing pans and rocks and things like the hobbits do. Should have sure. called them the,
2: I call I called them the E-Rocks instead of Ewoks. Yeah, the instead of the,
0: yeah they totally are Ewoks to me too. I love that E-Rocks.
1: <laughs> yeah. we, which right. it also looked like Ezra taught them how to use the slingshot too. Because when
2: uh, uh, Ezra, 16... Ezra used to have the slingshot, yeah, that's true.
1: Yeah, so we saw some of them using slingshots there and I, I liked this like cutting back and forth here with with all of them, with Balin Shin as um and Ahsoka, like between Ahsoka and Balin's duel uh, up on the hill there, uh, kind of like like her kind of using essentially um, misdirection for him, so that she could kind of do the the duel with him, but then head out there and made made Mike happy because she used two receivers. <laughs>
0: There yeah, I, It made me happy and furious at the same time because they're like, it brought me back to the original battle between them where she only used one and I'm just like, why didn't you use two the whole time? <laughs> Come on! Different, different
1: fights call for different fighting. Because that's her fighting
0: style and everything I've ever seen is two sabers. No, and... <laughs> oh, wait, I
2: two sabers. Right there. Those, those are my soaked sabers. <laughs>
0: nice. <laughs> yeah.
1: Nice. Uh, and then, like this whole the thing here too with like I liked the banter between Ezra and Sabine during this. Uh, like, do you take the saber? No, I don't want it. You, you take it. And I was like the Force <laughs> is my ally. It's all I need. And then I liked to like. To, I mean, obviously more people came, but like ten minutes later, then he is using a blaster at that point. After he get like force pushed into like the side of one of the. And we got,
2: and we got a brief moment of Sabine using a lightsaber in one hand and a blaster in the other hand, which. It never really happens in the stuff, but it does happen in Jedi Survivor. You're able to do that with Cal Kestis. So I was talking to my friend, and he was like, Why doesn't she use a blaster and a lightsaber at the same time? Nobody's done it in this stuff. And then there, shit she had it for like one second. I was like, Yes, that's so cool. Yeah, I love but it was also, yeah, but it, it was one of the best scenes, uh, sequences in the whole show. Uh, my, my friend Matt Singer works for Screen Crush, wrote an article last week about how none of these episodes really use parallel editing where you kind of cut between two things which the star mm-hmm. wars original movies do so well and this did it real and to great effect where you had yes. you know Balin and ahsoka boom oh my god sabine and ezra versus the bandits boom great mm-hmm. shin comes in fantastic scene and you're like where's it been the whole time guys yeah. come yeah. on <laughs> yeah yeah. Probably i it felt more star too.
0: wars than anything this episode absolutely you said that before that's right yeah and I like, well
3: and speak Oh god, Sam. No, go please ahead. I just say that because just, just kind of the parallel editing was so great. I that was that was I just felt like I was watching like a new version of Return of the Jedi, you know? It was so so uh, great. Loved it. I was just going to say that Ezra's original lightsaber
1: is still the peak blaster saber combination because the saber was also the blaster. And I still think that's the the coolest lightsaber just because he could just like, "Oh, I'm going to use this blaster and now it's a lightsaber." Uh yeah, but the other the other stuff that I liked in here too was again like a little bit more of the yang Ahsoka banter during this, uh, and then uh, in here too, uh, I liked as like during during that fight uh, when Ezra was fighting uh, Shin, he, he uses the Force to like push back her saber, and I, I can't think of it exactly if there, if we've seen that before maybe other than in the Oh, we want Kenobi series with Vader doing it to, to Riva, uh, And I like, I know we've seen Kylo do it with like a blaster bolt. Um, yeah. That's like the, the, the that's two closest like a, equivalents that I can think of. But I, 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 it was a really cool visual to see like as they are pushing against back and you could just kind of see like the, it's not really a flame, but like the the light and the, like, the residual vibrating. effects of the, the saber like vibrating a little bit, extending back towards Shin. Uh, a little bit kind of like you would see like a flame when it's getting blown by like the wind i thought that was a cool kind of like visual thing to show there uh and then uh, when more of the the like the the night troopers come in there we get more of like ezra's kind of like comedic timing that he's had um when he was younger and then now in this too he's like uh i don't know maybe maybe guys we could talk you talk take us prisoners Eh, yeah yeah I liked I liked that whole bit there, and I I think Amanda Sfondi's is doing a, a fantastic job bringing Ezra to to life in live action as like an older version of the, the character. And I don't know if we'll ever see like what happened with like him and Thrawn like on, on that planet within that. That's whole what I've been
0: wondering. It's period. like they're just they get there and just. Yeah. Well, you got that half the planet i'm gonna stay over here just never tell our paths cross never well, the one the, yeah
2: one, one of the only one of the things i didn't uh, uh read about or see um in kind of you know the wider world of star wars craziness is i think ezra's like chainmail type thing is made of like uh, parts oh. from the stormtroopers or something right That'd be pretty interesting. I think it is. So I, I I think he's been kind of like fighting off Thrawn's minions for a while. And I think probably Thrawn just gave up because he's like, what am I doing here? I could keep one of the things that he keeps talking about is resources. Um, I've lost so yeah. smart. Two legions or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, know, he, 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 he's, he, yeah. He's like, he's like, no, just bring them back. I, I can't, I can't afford this, you know, or I can't send more people out to do this. So I think he, he and Ezra probably had a little tête-à-tête for a while. And then, um, and then he probably, they probably just called a, uh, not a truce, but a, a pause in the action. And now we're back at it. I think we'll yeah. see them showdown next week. I really hope so. I hope so,
1: too. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, and then the, the next bit we see, uh, like, Hu Yang is happy to see them all together. I'd I like, again, we talked about it a little bit, but I like seeing more of, like, this emotion, like, within Hu Yang. And, like, like like no one's in the ship with him, and but he's... Saying like I'm he's happy to see them all back together and hopefully that he lives long enough to to see the outcome. Mm. Uh so I just like that because he's not talking to anybody. So I just like that that's like for himself, you know. Uh, it's the inner uh, monologue.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh and then like we cut to to uh Thrawn and Morgan Elspeth again to Going back to what I said earlier, she's like, Oh, but this is happening. She's like, Ah, but actually, the enemy was distracted this entire time. So the cargo loading is almost complete. And Ahsoka's uh, lost the the one thing that is the most valuable. And she's lost time. Um, so again, we see more of his like tactical kind of know how there. And and they then cut back to Ahsoka there, we get the, I uh, see her offering to help Shin. It's interesting. And I've seen some people theorize that maybe that maybe she'll take Shin on as as an apprentice and then Ezra will end up taking over the the training for Sabine
0: I think she, he's taking over Sabine's training personally but I don't know about Shin I don't think Shin is gonna
2: turn I think um I think either her or Balin's gonna die I'd imagine yeah, right I, I hope not but probably and um but I, but I think that that moment was also a key was a key moment for sure because now it does set up that ahsoka sends something in her so i think me mm. i think probably may, so then now that i think of this it would be sad to see Balin die because a is great and b because ray stevenson's actually dead but to, it would make more sense for him to not get what he wanted and the shin to kind of continue his legacy especially now that she's got a little bit of history with ahsoka and Ahsoka sends send something in her that feels like a ripe kind of story to pull at for future seasons slash movies that's whatever
1: yeah Mm. and shin's like really taken off in popularity at least with all like everyone that's been watching this i've she's definitely been one of the the standout characters like her and Balin, um but they've definitely been two of the very key standouts in this uh, throughout this whole season too um and then the we get the the reunion of ahsoka and ezra here too which is the first time they've seen each other since Ezra saw her in the world between worlds back in season four of Rebels, uh, and they, like you said earlier, Jermaine, they hug and she laughs, and I was like, man, that that felt good to to hear a Ahsoka laugh again. Where like, mm-hmm. I I liked how essentially that whole the whole episode of like her in the world between worlds training with Anakin essentially, and like becoming like Ahsoka the White has essentially washed away. A lot of what was like her past trauma in a way or is allowing to at least really deal with it in a, a healthy way so that she's able to be happy and think of be mindful in different ways and use uh, maybe the force in different ways than she would have before because she's now a little bit more enlightened there.
2: In different uh, ways that than the Jedi have, because she's not a Jedi. I mean, it's easier to yeah. call her a Jedi, but she's not a Jedi. So, what could happen with her? Yeah,
0: that could. Uh, that's she's I, a Boken,
1: <laughs> oh. whatever that word was. Oh yeah, Ezra is the Jedi. Uh but like, what what did you guys think about like this reunion between Ahsoka and Ezra here? Because I know some people weren't as happy with like the Sabine Ezra reunion that we got last week. So I guess as compared to that, what did you, what did you think of this compared to that?
3: It's well, obviously. Definitely... Oh, Go man,
2: ahead. please. After, after you, Jermaine. Oh, okay. Sorry. I was, I was <laughs> no, like, I, I've, been, I've been going first. Um, So no, it's, um, it was definitely more emotional because I just, the way it was edited, you know, this, Ezra kind of coming in from the back was a nice thing. And, but I think, uh sabine was so surprised that it didn't it played a little like uh less exciting for in the show i i lost i cried because i was so excited to see ezra i knew he was coming yeah. but just to see him as a rebels fan i've been waiting you know five years for it um so that was cool no but the, it was it was nice i felt like they they had like a mutual respect you know like so i sign a sense that ezra since she's seen him um has really grown up and become you know like almost a full-fledged jedi um on like her even so yeah it was nice and like i said like yeah mark you're on the money there with the she is completely she's much more unburdened with whatever she'd been carrying maybe it was this responsibility maybe she thought she was like do i have to do this all myself you know um we know now that she knows luke is still out there at the moment all these things um grogu so um yeah. so yeah maybe she's finally uh kind of focus on herself you know become one with herself um uh, so yeah I, I enjoyed the reunion. I enjoyed all those reunions because there were things we were waiting for from day one, from day one of Ahsoka. We we're like, oh, it's this is Rebels season six or whatever, five and whatever one it was. And and now we want to see this. And it took seven episodes of eight yeah. to get <laughs> to.
3: You finally got there. <laughs> yeah, I echo what Jermaine said. Uh, I, I thought that the reunion with Ahsoka and Ezra just hit the emotional notes better again you know as I was just told earlier and maybe it was the editing maybe it was the acting maybe it was the script I don't know but just Sabine was just being so chill I just thought you're not Mm -hmm. I don't know it just seemed almost like uh, you know it was just it just didn't it didn't work for me at least expecting because the build up is you know that's what we've been wanting to see so but still yeah I'm glad and that I just, we finally had the payoff, and, and it's it's great,
0: right? It just made me wonder why the choice was made to have Sabine be chill. Yeah, no, with really, you. I, I'm so uh, with you, Mike. Like yeah. maybe, they'll hint, maybe they'll hint at it, or it's just something they'll go unexplained. They'll just I think why, why? Why was she just like? Oh, hey, there you are. Hey, I, I think it's I guilt. Like, just like playing coy, yeah. like <laughs> guilt is probably the right answer. I just yeah. Yeah, that doesn't right. make it
2: any less satisfying. That makes it right. doesn't make it any less satisfying <laughs> if it works, but yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, just cuz yeah, they did have like that lingering shot in the last episode too or like after, and she's like.
2: Uh
1: and then <laughs> Arnsfall like, whatever you do. Yeah. More and then more or less the last line of the, the episode is guys I've I've got a, a feeling I may be going home after all. Uh, is that with it. As Ezra says, really, sorry, Ezra. really Not true.
2: Not true. Yeah, I was, say, <laughs> I was like, I you jinxed it because you said that.
1: Right. Uh, that which that reminded me really quick is that when she was giving him like the lowdown and essentially the original trilogy, did she say anything about Jason to him? Because that reminded me of Jason's line earlier. It was like, I've got a feel like a. He didn't say a bad feeling, but he's just. Yeah, because <laughs> I feel like that would be a very interesting
0: meeting. He didn't know.
2: We no, don't know if she ever met you Jason. Pregnant? Yeah,
0: You know she was pregnant.
2: The Jason thing is is a little murky because gotcha. it, it, because when because I, we see him for the like one shot in Rebels, he's like four years old or something. But it's been like ten years. So how so? And Kanan's been dead for a long time. So it's a little murky of exactly how old he is or how that happened and. Maybe uh Twilight pregnancies take a long time to uh to come to fruition. <laughs> we don't know. So yeah, uh, it's not clear if he even knows as uh Hara has this four sensitive kid. Um but I don't yeah, I don't think they mention him. That's another storyline, by the way, that I was very excited to see in Ahsoka was Jason Cindula and it's it's there at least, but it hasn't been explored like it's but like a minuscule amount. Yeah, a little
3: bit, yeah, just a little little, yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, and this seems like a good spot to wrap up the episode too. So like going into the finale, I, you don't really have to say like what you like, what expectations cause expectations lead to disappointment. Disappointment <laughs> leads to the dark side. That. Uh, yeah. Uh, so I guess what have you in, enjoyed and what do you think you would, you'll continue to enjoy if you see it in the finale? as a as a way to kind of ask for expectations without expectations uh so Jermaine Stanford then Mike and then after we do that everyone can give give their plugs
2: cool cool um well I yeah I just want to see like obviously they're not going to defeat Thrawn in the next episode you know it's not none of that's going to happen I just want to see this story wrapped up you know like Star Wars movies you know uh have an ending you know that they're not. Even when it's a cliffhanger, it's an ending. And I want to see this have an ending. I don't want to like. I don't want us for the next two years just to be talking about like, oh, I can't believe this and that. I want to. You can speculate about what's going to come out, but I want. I want this this arc to have had a purpose. I want, and and I want that purpose to be like Thrawn escaped, and that's it. Like I want the characters to yeah. have learned something. I want. So if if there's some sort of actual closure to this season to this story uh i'll be satisfied no matter what it is and looking forward to seeing more of of all these characters because i i I love these characters um and have loved them for a long long time and even when the episodes aren't great here i'm so in the bag for soka and ezra and sabine and Hera that that i'd watch them you know Stand still for forty five minutes, and I would be like, "Bro, raw Star Wars." So yeah, so that's that's my that's my hopes and dreams for the finale of Ahsoka.
3: Nice. How about you, Stanford? So I've I wondered if if Thrawn is just going to continue to be the big bad uh, of the uh, Felony verse movie. If we get if we're going to get that you know movie, and so maybe Thrawn's going to escape. I'm hoping that there is going to be some kind of closure if they're you know that they're, they're gonna at least be able to maybe get maybe get ezra mm-hmm. home or at least start getting ezra home uh and i'm just uh, hoping for something like i also want i don't know i guess i kind of want some cool battle with ahsoka and the night sisters like they're gonna start <laughs> doing their green whether you know stuff that really comes, uh, right. it's just like they're really uh some really gnarly there so anyway anyway I, I'm I'm hoping it's going to be good nice and then how about you Mike
0: I'm just hoping the pacing keeps up and we don't go back to the slow pacing um well my I have theories I think that they'll have to they'll get stranded and they'll have to do that thing Grogu did and the Mandalorian to send a beacon out for call to someone to help them they have enough Jedi there now that they can probably make a powerful one um yeah, Theron's not going to get defeated. If anything, his plan will be hampered in a way that he conceived would be there so he could get away. Right. No, I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying the ride. I'm glad it picked up and got going where it is. So I just want more of that.
1: Uh Yeah, and then for me, I would actually be okay if it had, like, similar to like an empire strikes back ending where it like ends on a downer. No you know, because it it feels like it's heading in that direction anyways. As long as it has like a good like emotional payoff for the characters, I don't care if like the actual story has like a resolution to it, just as long as like the like a character arc has like a resolution to it. That's that's mostly what I would like to see is like either Sabine finishes like a like her character arc from this season we see, like, maybe like a silica finishers, and then, like, you guys were hinting at with, with Shin and Balin, um, probably like the culmination of what they've been trying to do all season, there, too. So, that's yeah, kind of I just want to yeah.
0: kidnap someone, put them out, and then I don't know,
1: we'll see. Uh, but yeah, so that'll, that'll do it for us, and then from here, we'll go to uh people giving the plug. So we'll start with uh, Jermaine, where can everybody find you online?
2: Uh, well, before that, thank you guys for having me on. I really, really oh, appreciate yeah. it. Absolutely. Um, it was thank you. Good, uh, so fun. And uh, yeah, you can find my work uh, uh, at io9.com and I am still on yes, twitter slash x.com for now at Jermaine Lucere and I'm at Jermaine Lucier on Instagram and, uh, and uh, other various places. But uh, yeah, thank you so much.
3: And then how about you, Stanford? Uh, I, I am sort of on X slash Twitter um, at Stanford <laughs> Clark. I'm also on Threads and, and, and Blue Sky. Uh, and then I've got a movie podcast and blog at moviespastandpresent.com. Nice. And
1: then, Mike, uh, this is uh, your favorite part of the episode as ramping up to it. Not, not there quite yet. Uh, but Just a taste. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you can leave us reviewing review on the podcast catcher of your choice if it allows you to do so. It helps us out a lot. You can find the show on social media, uh, on Twitter. I'm not going to call it anything else ever. <laughs> uh, you can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Holdopod for all four of those. Um, you can find Mike and I individually on Instagram and Twitter at our first and last name. Uh, and then our editor, Vactor, uh, who Vactor wanted me to tell you, Jermaine, that he Loves your print and poster collection immensely. So he just wanted to give you that shout out for your collection.
2: Thank you. Um, and and have uh, very little of it in this angle, but every other angle, it's everywhere. So. <laughs> yeah.
1: it, it's impressive. Uh, maybe I'll, I'll put it as one of the suggested videos of like what you've done, of, like tours in the past of all your prints.
2: Those are all old, but, old, old, but yeah, you can do that. Yeah. there I, I'm i due to do a new one, but it would just take so long to shoot the house I've been living in um, for the last couple years that. <laughs> That is just too much work, and you thought during a pandemic would have been a good time, but uh, it is not. Okay. Eventually, uh,
1: well, as Vader would say, it's impressive, most impressive, <laughs> most
0: impressive. Thank you, thank impressive. you.
1: Uh, and then here, here's your favorite spot. Like as always, <laughs> we are grateful to George Lucas for creating the Star Wars universe.
0: Oh dear, thank the Maker.